Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday, we release these special episodes that we're calling Classic Risk Singles. Each of these episodes features just one story from our earlier years. If you're new to Risk, you should know that the podcast can be very uncensored. This week, a story by Robert Bland that he first shared on the podcast in March of 2013. Here's Robert now with a story we call The Geesh. I know, Keith, please. Keep laughing, thanks. Um, it's a little strange being up here. I feel kind of outclassed. It's like, ooh, editor of New York thing. Somebody just flew in and got a cab, and I like, I walked. It's over there. So, uh, and I'm going back uh, after this, so if anybody uh, wants any of the services you may hear described in this story you're about to hear, please uh, come by. So, uh, as Kevin mentioned, I'm, I work in a tattoo shop. I'm a body piercer, and I have been professionally for 17 years. Um, and just to get rid of a few rumors about what I do for a living... Yes, it is true that people take their clothes off in front of me and then pay me. It's usually not people that you want to take their clothes off in front of you. But it is part of my job, so there are genitalia and breasts and things like that involved. Uh, I'm also incredibly boring, uh, as is most of the people that work with me. We're all married, we all have mortgage payments and children, and people are under this impression that it's like, strippers and eight balls of coke all day long and it's really not that at all uh, I'm also not a criminal and uh, my car is completely legal and uh, I've been married for a decade and uh, there's no need to pull your children away from me which it, it's gotten better since since I started you used to I remember walking down the street one day and, and there were two little kids who had obviously just come from some semi-formal occasion church or something like that and they were running ahead of their mother who was behind them by 10 or 12 paces and they see me and they stop and uh, you know this is almost 20 years ago people that looked like me were not just wandering the streets and uh, so I hey kids how you doing you know and as I pass they, they wait for their mom to catch up to them I say hi you know hello she walks by and then I hear the little boy go mommy was that a bad man and uh, I didn't stick around to hear her response for fear that I might become a bad man if she said something that offended me. But uh, So in my world, there are everyday run-of-the-mill bread and butter piercings. Uh, you know, your navel, your nose, your ears, your eyebrows, stuff that you see fairly commonly these days. And then there's uh, private piercings. Now, uh, we would consider, you know, uh, female nipple piercings to be a private piercing. Uh, and, of course, anything below the waist. Uh, within the male genital piercing realm, and also, surprisingly enough, the female genital piercing realm, this is the only genital piercing that crosses the gender gap. There's a piercing called a geesh. That's the piercing name. It's actually your perineum, which is your taint, or your chode, or your famunda, or whatever colloquialism you want to put on it. But it's basically the space in between your anus and either your scrotum or your vagina, depending on 
what, or maybe both, you know, I don't know what kind of goes on sometimes, but um, when you start, at least when I started out as a body coach, you serve an apprenticeship and you sort of reach a point in your career where you haven't necessarily done every piercing that you know exists. I mean, I, I've been doing it 20 years and they keep coming up with new shit that I'm like, what? You want me to do what with where? All right. But uh, it, it's very mechanical. It's a very technical thing. So, you know, in, in much the same way that I would imagine if you're an automobile mechanic, but maybe you've never worked on a 98 Plymouth Voyager, you know how a motor works and it's fairly easy to figure it out. Well, that's the same thing with my business. So the very first time a, a gentleman walked into my shop and requested to have his geese pierced, I went, sure, no problem. Fill this form out, it'll be $90, whatever the price was, I don't remember back then, it was, this is 15 years ago or so. And I walk back into my booth, you fill this form out, I'm gonna go set up. Then it sort of hits me like, oh shit, man. I've never done this before. I've done some genital piercings, but this is, there's a problem with access. This is not an easy part. If, if you're doing a piercing, on the penis itself it's just you're laying down there's your penis uh kevin's familiar with this sort of stuff more than i am but, uh, it's just there you get it you do it it's fine right but this is like how do i get uh, okay so my solution to this problem is i'm gonna have this guy doggy style on the table hands and knees just with his goat going on and i'm gonna be Behind, I didn't think this through very well, I, but uh, you know, I'm thinking I'll be behind him with the uh, this and the yeah. So, so he comes back to the room, and uh, my general practice for any piercing that involves anyone getting naked is to do about three quarters of my setup before I say, "Okay, you can take your shirt, bra, pants, panties, whatever off." The idea being, you know. I don't want you to be uncomfortable and have to be needlessly naked for a long period of time. I don't want to be uncomfortable and have you be needlessly naked. And it's also nice if it does happen to be someone who you want to see naked, it's nice to be able to say, okay, go ahead and take your clothes off and then be able to turn back and have something to do so you're not just standing there going, no, go ahead, take it, it's cool. No, just take it off, it's, it's fine. Transition to me, just, yep, yeah, okay. So. I'm here, he's here, it's a very small enclosed room, and I'm doing my setup, not paying attention to this gentleman. And when I turn to tell him, okay, pants and underwear off, he's already completely stark naked. He has removed all but his shoes. Pants, underwear, hat, undershirt, shirt, gone. He's standing there, and I notice that he already has a genital piercing, so, there's another piercing, it's called a Prince Albert. It's probably the most well-known of the male genital piercings. And it's usually a, a circular, either a circular barbell or a ring, a, a, a round piece of jewelry that enters um, the base of the circumcision scar just behind the head of the penis and comes out the urethra. So this is a very common piercing in my world. This guy has one, and not only does he have one, but he's stretched it. You, you may stretch, this. you've seen people with the big ears, right? So you can do that to any piercing pretty much. So he's standing there completely naked, PA that's, in my estimation, zero or double zero gauge, which in the gauging system, zero is eight millimeters thick, 
Double zero is 10 millimeters thick. So we're talking McDonald's straw or larger piece of stainless steel jewelry. Now, I've seen a few penises at this point in my life, but not a whole lot. This is kind of new territory for me, and I'm getting that sort of bad car accident feeling where like you don't want to look, but there's a, you know, men are like crows, right? There's like a shiny thing, and they're like, oh, shiny, oh shit, oh shiny, oh! So I'm, I'm trying to keep it together, you know? And I'm like, all right, okay. And uh, the other bad thing about having a Prince Albert of that size is it, it stretches you a little bit. It's very heavy. So it stretches your penis a little bit. So it's hard to tell, is this guy just a little better hung than me? Or is he a little bit excited? It's hard to tell. So I'm like, okay, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to put this uh, thing on the table here. Uh, you're going to get on the table on your hands and knees, and I'm going to fucking stand behind you and look at all your stuff. So up onto the table he goes, and I start my procedure, you know, gloves, wiping down the area, marking the area. There's a small Pennington forcep that's going to go on the area, then a needle and a piece of jewelry. So... I think that I knew this at the time, but it didn't really register to me that this part of your body has a very high concentration of nerves. There's a big nerve bundle there, which is why people get it pierced. It's also why, now that I'm a little more mature and have had a little more sexual experience, it's a nice place to sort of rub. So I'm not thinking about this as I'm prepping this guy, not noticing that his Tumescence is starting to throb. And uh, I mark it. He hasn't made any noise at this point. It, it, the only, there's been nothing overtly inappropriate about his exchange with me other than this weird, um, prematurely naked thing. So I mark the area. The, the clamp goes on, you know, needle. And it's a 12 gauge needle, not small, but not huge. Uh, two millimeters for anybody that's counting. And uh, I run the needle through the piercing. You know, basically it looks like this. Okay, buddy, ready? One, two, push. He um, expelled some... He came all over the table. All over the table. And not, and not like... I mean, like a movie. Like, they film all day to get this shot. Literally shot. So, I'm here, right? There's two... There's thighs here, there's two round buttocks here, there's a big ball sack here, and then there's cum all over the thing. So I'm a consummate professional, so I'm like, hmm, hmm, all right, well, uh, okay, you know? So I, and at this point, he's, he's still not moaning and groaning, but he's pretty damn close, and I'm like, Jesus, fuck, like, does this happen all the time? Like, I, am I gonna have? To, is this gonna be my career? Is like dudes coming on the table? So I, you know, I very hurriedly sort of finish the piercing. Clamp comes off. Jewelry goes in. Needle goes in. Sharps container. Blah 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 blah. And I, I'm waiting for him to be embarrassed. I'm waiting for him to be like, oh, you know, sorry. It just I. Because it happens sometimes doing genital piercings that, I mean, people are messing with your genitalia. It's not, there's no stretch of the imagination to think someone might be aroused. 
And most of the time when there's a man, and it doesn't matter their orientation, they're, you know, I'm a stranger to them. I'm, a, I'm their doctor, for lack of a better word. And if they get a little hard, they tend to be very embarrassed by that. Or, and at least say, oh, you know, if not say anything, you can visually see that they're uncomfortable. And that sort of makes you feel better about the situation. Like, okay, this guy understands that this is a weird situation. This guy had no fucking clue that this was a weird situation. I'm handing him a roll of paper towels. He's asking me, what are the paper towels for? And I'm trying to think of a nice way to say, because I'm not a fucking jizz mopper, you asshole. Clean this shit up. So he finally gets the hint and he's cleaning up this fucking issuance that he's left behind, still completely naked. So I'm gathering, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm, I'm together, I've cleaned up my area, thrown away sharps and biohazard here, and this goes in this trash can, all right, clean, wipe down my little setup tray, push everything back to where it needs to be, and then I'm like, okay, let's just continue as if this didn't happen. So I get the big mirror, and I hand him the big mirror, and there's a mirror on the wall, and I go, all right, go ahead and check it out. Now, normal customer, he goes, hmm, yo, it's good, man, thanks. This guy spends 10 whole minutes like this. And his foot goes up on the chair I've got there, and he's got like the porno ball swing going on, and I'm like, what in the fuck? So after 10 minutes, I, I lose my composure a little bit, and I'm like, okay, look, dude, um, your balls are still pierced. That's not gonna change. I have other customers that I have to deal with, and quite frankly, I'm done looking at your balls. So here's your aftercare sheet. You know how to take care of it. We went through that before you came in. Have a good day. So he walks out, and I'm like, fuck this guy, you know, trying to get my shit together. And as I'm calming down, and there, the, my, the owner of the shop I worked in was ringing him up. I think she had intuited at this point that I wasn't going to deal with this dude anymore. She rings the guy up. Comes back, like, is everything okay? I go, yeah, it's cool. I'll tell you about it later. I, I just need a minute. Did he pay? She's like, yeah, he paid. But no tip. It's like, oh, you son of a bitch. So I gave this dude a happy ending. <laughs> and maybe a happy beginning, too. Who knows? For very little actual pay and zero tip. Thank you very much. That is all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.